Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to this summer edition of Supergirl TV Talk. This is season three and a half, episode one. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my newsworthy, buzzworthy friend, Tim. Hello, I'm buzzworthy. I'm not buzzed, I'm just buzzworthy. Buzzworthy, no, no. Beer with Geek is the show where we get buzzed. This is this is just buzzworthy. That's funny, because we, we definitely don't get buzzed at all, but that's <laughs> well, okay. Sometimes. Like that, there was like that one episode that one time. <laughs> I don't even remember what episode it was. That's, that's, it. that's how buzzed old- we got. That's right. I don't even remember it. <laughs> Mostly because I have other things. <laughs> How's oh, your summer my been? Summer's going oh, quite well, my friend. How about how about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. That's yeah. good. It's been a That's busy good. summer. There's a lot going on, but um, there's especially a lot happening in the Supergirl world. Um, Boy, where, isn't there. Oh, man. I mean, Comic-Con was just a couple weeks ago at this point, and there is a lot of news to cover um Mm -hmm. so i I say let's let's start talking about it let's let's jump in Um, i agree i think one of the first things that we have to mention right off the bat is that season four of supergirl will introduce the the first time uh that we're seeing a tv's first transgender superhero the very first transgender superhero um yeah so we're gonna have uh nicole mains uh is joining uh the season uh, and the role will be Nia Nall, also known as Dreamer, um, who, who is a member of the Legion of Superheroes, a member of the Legion. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Which, which, which they do call the Legion of Superheroes on the show. Don't forget. That's so right. We can re- we can refer to them as such. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that's that's exciting. Um, she's going to be a uh, Catco reporter. Uh, who has a history with with Cat herself, um, and so uh, yeah, she's she's breaking down barriers. I mean, this is what this this show has really has kind of been all about, sort of pushing uh, the envelope and 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 representation from the very start. It's been really about that, um, mm-hmm. just with casting choices, with everything. So I'm really I, I, this is exciting. This is exciting that you know our show that we love so much is is going to be the the show that that breaks this ground. Uh, when it comes to superheroes, so I think that's pretty cool. I agree. She's supposed to have been an intern for Cat at the White House. Yep. Oh, so at the White House, has, and it was DC at the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, she has political experience, which I think is also going to be really important because this because Supergirl is kind of pushing the political envelope, uh, especially considering the direction they seem to be taking with the villain this season, right? That we know so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I hope that we get to see that bit kind of played up as well. Yeah, yep. I, I'm, I'm excited by this. I'm really excited. There's a lot of exciting casting news, but this is the definitely the most significant and the most sort of socially important and socially relevant casting choice mm-hmm. um, by far. It, it's, it's really, really, I think, is going to mean a lot. To a lot of people, you know, a lot of viewers who don't see themselves on TV very often are, are now going to have, um, you know, a character who they can, if not look up to, at least relate to. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe some I of agree. the viewer, maybe some of the younger viewers will look up to her. So I think that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. So that that's exciting, and that's that's the that's maybe the biggest piece of news. Another really big piece of news is that uh, we're going to have, and and there will be some, you know. You might consider some of this stuff spoilers if you don't want to know who some of the the comics characters coming to the show this season are. Um, so if you consider that a spoiler, I would say you know don't don't listen any further because um, we are going to discuss who what little we know, basically character names and what their what their comic book origins are. Um, but anything we say about what they're doing on the show is is pretty much purely speculation unless we say otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but just want to put that out there in case anyone doesn't want to doesn't want to know anything. Um, we're going to have a comic book character of Agent Liberty. Agent yep. Liberty is joining Supergirl, and he is going to be played by none other than Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer is known as, I mean, he was Davis Bloom or Doomsday on Smallville. Uh, he is, played a role in the Clone Wars. Um, he's he's voiced Darth Maul. He's he was the voice uh, of the Apprentice in um, the Force Unleashed video games. I think he was the Emperor in that too. He actually. was the Emperor in that as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. So he is. Um, yeah, he's got a really great pedigree. Uh, he's done lots of sci-fi and, and nerdy stuff, and and I, I'm a fan of his. I, I really like him a lot. Um, so I think that's really cool. Interesting though, it seems like a different take on Agent Liberty. Well, so because the original Agent Liberty was actually a member of the Justice League of America during the death of Superman. So the fact that he's playing at least seems to be slightly the villain of the story. He seems to be xenophobic, uh, xenophobic. Yeah. That's, you know, this like if you watch the Comic Con trailer, which will which we can talk about after the cast. Yeah, news, yeah. The, what he talks about in that trailer is you know, humans against aliens, something that we've seen a bit of on the show before, but, but it seems, but if, you know, especially with Cadmus, that was kind of the whole point of, of Cadmus, but we seem to be going in a slightly different direction now. And he seems to be at the forefront of that. I do know that, wasn't it the, the, um, was it Dan Jurgens, the creator of agent Liberty took to Twitter and he was vocally not happy. He was not pleased and he wasn't hiding it. No, um, but th- my response to th- to that is I the show the, the CW shows especially all the superhero shows they always say okay this is the villain here's our blanket statement kind of generic description of the villain because there's always a mystery and there's always a turn right and the, you know like other things happen yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, so, and it's also like, you know, we're dealing with this is like an Elseworlds scenario, right? I mean, these shows mm-hmm. are not part of the comic book continuity, and they basically, a, a lot of times, will just take a character's name and run with it in a different direction. We see that anytime, anytime any material is adapted to a different mm-hmm. medium, right? You always Absolutely. get that where someone like likes the general, con- the, the writers of the adaptation like a, the general concept of a character, but they put a huge twist on it or whatever. That's, that's nothing new. Um, so, so, you know, we, we, we have come to expect that, you know, James Olsen is really nothing like the Jimmy Olsen that I grew up reading in comic books, but that's okay. That's, that's a great, actually, that's a great point. Jimmy Olsen is not really Jimmy Olsen. He's even James Olsen right. on the show, apart from what, when Lena calls him Jimmy. Right. So we just, you know, you just take, 
every bit as you know as you can that that's totally that's totally fine they're making a a new a new creation you know with this with these shows and it's it's not exactly like the the material the source material it came from but it's it's very faithful in a lot of ways it's very faithful i think where it counts so i'm okay with some with some changes here and there um so but i'm i'm very excited about sam witwer that's awesome I, I I'm a big fan of his and I'm, I'm excited. Um, they're definitely playing on, you know, so it's sort of some rip from the headlines type of stuff, right? With the, with the fear of aliens is obviously meant to be an allegory for a lot of things that we're seeing in our world today. And again, the mm-hmm. show has always done that where they tackle the relevant social issues head on. And so clearly in season four, there's uh, that that's not going to be any different. Nope. No, it's not. And I'm excited about that. I am too. I am too. Um, we're going to have Linda Carter back to play President Marsden. Yep. Uh, and she will have a vice president, and that vice president will be played by none other than Brent Spiner of Star Trek The Next Generation fame, where he played Data. That's super exciting for, for both I'm, of us. We're both, we're both I'm, fans of his work. Absolutely. Even even outside of Star Trek, I'm a, I'm a fan of Brett Spiner. He is he is an underrated actor mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to. I hopefully it's not like a um, Morgan Edge kind of scenario where we see him just a few times and then that's that's all you get. There's no. I would really like to see the vice president maybe it's really like maybe this is the vice maybe you know how the vice president has their own political agenda you mm-hmm. know like what's going to be the environment's going to be this and they they kind of steer forward in that direction maybe his thing is going to be alien immigration or yeah something well, like that you know you have so the president's an alien that's right what if the, the vice president the vice- is like anti-alien and wants to take over you know, what if Whoa. he seizes on this oh. moment of anti-alien sentiment um, to drive her out of office and oh, take over? you think he's the bad guy. Maybe. I, ooh, do you think the vice president is actually kind of, it's like orchestrating the conspiracy with the Children of Liberty, with, with Agent Liberty at the front? Because Agent Liberty originally started as a member of a team created by the federal government. Hmm. That would be super interesting if it's part so, of like a vast conspiracy to... Depose the president. That's super interesting. Be super that, interesting. Be some Hydra level stuff. Yeah. Well, that might even tie into at the end of season three when we had the red daughter kind of, you know, the riff right. on red son kind of thing. Right. And so you could get some politics work there too. Like there's a lot going on here that I'm really on board for. I have, if it in fact goes in that direction. At if all. it goes in that direction, right. That would be very interesting if it does go in that direction. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that the red daughter uh, thing is not going to be as big as we were led to believe in the finale. I have I, a feeling. I agree with that. I Because everything that they've teased here, like very little of it. I think mean, none of it really touches on the red daughter thing. So I think that might be a minor plot line that they were excited about coming out of season three. But now that they've actually written, started to break stories on season four and started to shoot a little bit of season four. I think mm-hmm. that maybe they realized ah, we're going to go in a different direction. We're still going to have that be a plot line, but it's a minor one. I have one theory that ties into red daughter, but also uh, also somebody who is going to be part of the cast. So before I kind of get into the theory, let's talk about April Parker Jones, who's going to play Colonel Haley mm-hmm. on the show, who's supposed to be a like 
hardline career woman dedicated to her officers and the country's best interests and you know but maybe her interests aren't her own you know mm-hmm. that's that that type of thing so that's exciting at the end of the comic con trailer it had a fans a buzzing as it as it had us there appears to be a new supergirl suit right yes like that armored look with the helmet so you can't see who's inside yeah i have I have two theories about this. I have a theory, too. One, I wonder if one of them is the same. Okay, so one, that could be the right... I don't think it's Kara. Like, I'm just totally brushing that to the side. Not sure. even Kara. It's somebody right. else. It could be the Red Daughter, and the helmet is so another actress can play her, so Melissa doesn't have to pull double duty. Right. Because the helmet also kind of looks like a cosmonaut helmet. Like, Oh, yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. Yeah, so it's like potentially like there's that kind of Russian slant to it. Right. I don't, I, but the my other thing, I think Colonel, I it's, we talked about taking names of characters and and kind of moving them around. I think Colonel Haley is going to be Superwoman, who is yes. a ri- that's what you thought too. Great, that's yeah, what I who thought. is a who was originally Lucy Lane, who right. we had on the first season, Lucy. Yeah, yeah, Lucy Lane, who was who was on the first season, who was not going to be returning. So they're taking that concept and moving forward because Superwoman and Agent Liberty have a. I don't want to spoil it, but they have a very close connection in the comics. Sure, that that we could very well potentially see play out here as well. Yes, I, I, I yep, I agree. I agree that that could be it. My first thought when I saw that suit was, oh, that's Superwoman. Like, the very first thought I had was, mm-hmm. like, that's not Kara, that's Superwoman. I mean, it 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 even has similar a similar color scheme to what we've seen in the comics for Superwoman. Like, I, I think that that is a Superwoman suit, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's very, very possible that if that is Superwoman, I think Colonel Haley might secretly be Superwoman. Yeah, I, I think that's what we're going to end up seeing. And Agent Liberty is going to be tied into that. Because here's how they describe her. You, you quoted a piece of this, but she says, mm-hmm. she, Colonel Haley is a hard-line career military woman who lives and dies by the orders of her commanding officers. Dedicated to her country, she always acts in its best interest, even if it's not her own. She always acts in the country's best interest, no matter what. Hardline military, uh, career military woman always uh, lives and dies by the orders of her commanding officers. I could very much see a woman like that going rogue and deciding to be, be a vigilante, but having to have a secret identity to do so, um, to protect the country when she thinks it needs to be protected. I could see that being her her thing. I could see that, be, or I could see it being like a military experiment type of thing as well. Oh, see, I think it's more of the military experiment kind. That's what I was going with. But then, so so, if they're using if the government the this government conspiracy thing is using the Supergirl moniker mm-hmm. to or Superwoman moniker to decide its own the country's own benefits, then maybe she goes rogue from that organization instead because she realizes that th- uh, the the government's what she her boss's needs are do not match up with her own sure. so i don't think that she goes rogue to be a vigilante i think if she's i think it's more probably more closely tied to the original supergirl concept superwoman okay. concept right on right on say. i'd be i'd be super jazzed for that i'd be jazzed for either one yeah to be perfectly honest i don't want to see another faceless vigilante that we all know who they are 
even though we're not supposed to know who they are. You know, don't the mystery is not there. Just just tell us it's okay. I very much agree with that. I very much agree. Yeah, I I, but I think they will put us through that for at least a little while. I think they're going to make us like Kara will encounter her and not know who she is. And they'll be the who is the mystery woman thing. And uh, and eventually it'll be revealed. And maybe even we'll know, but Kara won't. Um, See, I don't mind if we know and Kara doesn't. That's totally fine. But I don't like going. It's obviously. Yeah, it's obviously this. And then it is that. Right. Because that's not because they need to s- subvert the expectation because that's the best choice for the story. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And that's cool if we can guess it. And maybe maybe most of the audience can't either. That's the other option. Like maybe, you know, sometimes we're so entrenched in the material, it's a little easier for us to figure it out. You can kind of spot the patterns and absolutely and predict things. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We have we have more cast members coming our way. Yes, we so do. We, we have, have we have Manchester Black. Played by played, David, go ahead. Played David, by David. Played by David Ahala. David Ahala. Ahala, Manchester Black. Yeah, the type of guy who brings a knife to a gunfight and still walks away the winner. Yeah, mm. Manchester Black comes from a a very famous super comes from a very famous Superman story. Uh yes, 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 he does. I almost forgot the name of it for the briefest second, but it's called "What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way." I like that and story. I, it's a good story, and he he was he hasn't been in a lot of stories. But what's so funny about Truth Us in the American Way is really an examination of the no kill policy of or of the super family. So in this case, it would be Supergirl. Why don't you just kill the villains? It would make life for everyone much simpler. And that's what Manchester Black is really about in pushing mm-hmm. those boundaries. There was an animated film called Superman versus the Elite that was an adaptation of that story. Uh, it's not a great. It's not one of their not one of the D, uh, DC animated films best uh, um, adaptations. But if you're not, but if you're not a comic reader and you'd rather watch the film, it it gives away. It has the same point. So if you want to see what Manchester Black is all about, and we'll be doing. We should be doing a bit of a review of that story later on for mm-hmm. you people. For you people, and I look okay. forward to it. We also have we also have two people from the Lex Luthor side of the fence. Um, we have Rana Mitra playing Mercy Graves, who is the traditionally the the very close personal bodyguard of Lex Luthor. In this, it says she's going to be an ex-Cadmus agent who has always believed in the hu- in human exceptionalism. But both Lex and Lillian, with both Lex and Lillian in prison, Mercy is stepping out of the Luthor shadow and running her own show. With her biting wit and lethal brawn, Mercy steadily becomes a key figure in National City's growing, quote, human-first movement. Mm. So all those things are going to be played. Mercy has been in a live adaptation before she was in Batman V Superman. Not, she, not for a lot of it, but she was, she was certainly there. Technically there. I like mercy a lot. Mercy is a very cool character. I think potentially created for the animated series. She the was. Superman. And yeah. And she's great. She is fun and deadly. And Ron Mitra, I haven't seen something in a long time. So I am, I'm actually pumped that she's kind of like coming back into things, which is yeah, pretty that's cool. cool. That's really cool. I- I'm excited for I'm excited for Mercy. I'm excited for 
her brother. Otis? Otis. Otis Berg. Interesting. Or interesting that um that there are siblings in this uh in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh they're both recurring, so they'll be around they'll be around here and there. Um yeah. well, I, I imagine to, to, to Otis sc- won't be the bumbling the bumbling idiot. For people that don't know, Otis was one of Lex Luthor's sidekick henchmen from the nineteen seventy eight Superman the movie. And he is certainly a bumbling buffoon. Hilarious comic relief, though. Don't, don't. I love Otis. Are and, but we this, going to Addis Ababa, Mister Luthor? Why is the number two hundred so descriptive of you and me? It's your weight and my IQ. Let's go. Always, uh, it's great. Now he's like you said. He's supposed to be Mercy's brother and her right hand man, but he's still not smart. It says what he lacks for in brains, he makes up for with his savant-like abilities to assassinate aliens. Which is pretty scary. Yeah, so maybe he's not a genius, but he's uh, maybe he's not book smart, but he's you know a, a, mm-hmm. a good good marksman or something. Exactly, or just he just reads how to take out different kind of aliens, which is you know because they can't do it all the same way. They all have different. That's true. You know, they they all have different capabilities. So, but that's that's the cast right now for what for what we know. And basically the comic con trailer, there wasn't a lot. It, it, I mean, they basically film one day and then all fly out to Comic Con, so there's not they not a lot of footage to watch apart from what we talked about already. Yeah, the agent Agent Liberty stuff. I think he looks cool. He looks like a creepy Captain America. He does. Yeah, yeah, and that that's kind of what they've painted him as. You know, he he, he is like that's how they, it seems like the characterization is like is a again sort of an evil Captain America or a. a misguided captain america maybe if i'm being Mis- kind mi- misguided is i think being kind but i think serves your point i wonder will this be the kind of season where we defeat the villain or where we turn the villain to our side and and at the end he sees the the error of his ways hmm great question i think it's going to be half and half mm, i think okay. there's a lot i think there's a lot of villains at play here at least the way we're reading it there's potentially superwoman there's potentially the red daughter there's agent liberty there's mercy and otis like there's a lot going on here and so i wouldn't be surprised if it's a bit of a split and we don't know exactly where they're where they're going yeah that's interesting yeah there's some other pretty exciting news coming up along the line though we know that the third episode of the show is going to be called man of steel yeah so So that makes me potential potential for superman to make a return to the show um maybe not maybe they're maybe they're maybe man of steel is meant to be a mocking title and it's going to be it's going to be related to something else we're not sure yet or as one article i read said maybe there'll be an alien who's literally made of steel and i was like all right guys that's that's maybe maybe not probably not that less mm, likely that let's 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 this is not Lois and Clark people you know this is <laughs> right. where we're beyond we're beyond things like that hopefully maybe please God so we'll see we'll see uh, we know Kevin Smith is coming back to direct episode four which I'm which pumped is, about which is pretty exciting yes yes episode 404 not found no I'm kidding no. Um, <laughs> and yeah. which I don't I don't even know if you know this that David Harewood is going to direct uh, episode 19 of the show I did not see that. That's cool. 
Yeah, I saw that right before we hopped on and recorded, and oh. I decided to tell you while we recorded, like fun live information. Breaking so, news! Breaking news! Yeah, yep, he's hopping by in the camera to direct episode nineteen, which is pretty cool too. Very cool. So I imagine he'll spend a lot of this season shadowing the other directors, and they they do that a lot when a cast member is going to direct. Especially, I don't know if he's directed anything before, but especially when it's like they've only directed a couple times or never at all, like they'll they'll shadow a lot of directors. So I wonder if they're putting it late in the, later in the season, so he has some time to shadow and kind of you know get his sea legs. That's cool. That's really cool. It's exciting. Yeah. It is very. It's very exciting for. I think everybody involved. I like when the actors kind of like, all right, I've been on the show long enough. I think like, you know, and I can have enough creative input to figure this out. He's never directed before, according mm-hmm. to IMDb. Okay, cool. So cool. There you well, go. Yeah. So we know that episode one is titled The American Alien. That's the mm-hmm. season four premiere. Episode two is entitled Fallout. Ooh, maybe That's... Tom Cruise will be in it. Maybe. You never know. Maybe Mission yeah. Impossible Supergirl crossover. That, no. that totally could happen. Totally, totally. never going to happen. Nope. Um, but uh, and then episode three, as you said, is Man of Steel. And then episode four is Amisa. I'm not I'm not sure how to pronounce that. A-H-M-I-S-A. Um, Ahimsa. Ahimsa. You're right. I, I misread that. Ahimsa. Ahimsa mean okay ahimsa means not to injure and compassion and refers to a key virtue in indian religions it's derived from sanskrit so ahimsa oh do no um, injury do okay yeah do no injury do no harm is what it means okay so okay the idea of nonviolence. okay that's interesting episode four hmm. interesting so that's the kevin smith episode that is the that is the Kevin Smith episode. That that's would, interesting. That would um, hmm, that would be interesting because he does he does like to direct the episodes that are not super action heavy because he feels like he's not a good director when it comes to action. So I wonder if they mm-hmm. gave him the episode all about nonviolence because there's no action in it. Um, interesting though. So American Alien Fallout makes you wonder if there's going to be like presidential if the president's outed as an alien in episode one fallout would be like the you know what happens um after that the fallout from her outing herself or being outed or whatever uh and then man of steel and ahimsa so very very cool i'm very um you know that's that's all speculation of course the show is moving to sundays don't forget if you uh if you had forgotten that we are moving to sundays Sundays at eight, um, and that's going to be a uh, an adjustment. But I think it'll actually be. I think that'll that, that shouldn't change our podcasting schedule all that much. And at least uh, as a listener, you should you should be getting the episodes around the same time. So um, it actually might make our lives a little bit easier for recording I, reasons. It's actually going to truthfully make our lives much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. so. And, and I'm actually kind of pumped for that night. It's Supergirl and Charmed. It's like yep. a total female empowerment night. Yeah, which, is, which I love, which I which I, I really love. And I think to have I think CW has enough faith in Supergirl to have it be the lead into a show they really want to succeed. Yeah. And, and so it says a lot about it says a lot about Supergirl itself as an entity. So it does. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited that it's going to be on Sunday night. 
are you still gonna are you gonna live tweet still i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna do my best to live tweet as much as i can i I, i'm usually home sunday nights so it it should be possible there's occasions where i'm not where i'm traveling you know coming back from if i was away for the weekend or whatever but um yeah i mean I, i i plan to to live tweet as many of them as i can you could always live tweet for a different crowd too instead of doing eastern standard time you could do central or something like that could you do know, that if you were traveling yep could so. say up could say i played for the west coast we could see yep, yep, yep but yep. um uh, it's probably also worth mentioning that um i mean this was announced a little while ago but i don't know if we really talked about it on the show but batwoman is coming to this universe yes yes it is worth mentioning batwoman is always worth mentioning forever thank you thank you mm-hmm. thank you Mm-hmm. So actually, I'm glad that you said that because the Comic Con trailer that for all the shows, most of it was really structured. The shows, the it was cut to structure her arrival, Batwoman's arrival, which she, she's appearing in the crossover, which is not going to include Legends of Tomorrow this year. It's just going to be Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. And and so apart from the re, the sly reference in the Flash. Tim making a flash, uh, a flash um, symbol in the sky, and Cisco says, oh, "I think I saw it in a comic book somewhere." And then Arrow's mentioned Gotham and Bruce Wayne once or twice before, and and Flash has Wayne Enterprises in the newspaper. That's right. It's it's actually Supergirl that has the majority of Gotham references. So I'm curious to what show she's going to appear in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, like what universe she belongs to. Is she in the Arrow Flash universe or is she on Earth 38? You know, right. like, is she on Earth 1 or, or, or Earth 38? I'm kind of hoping that she's on Earth 38 because we have a batman-like character in arrow already so this will give supergirl's earth its own version of that and then you have the potential for more bat super team up which is pretty great what do you think i agree with everything you just said plus one additional thing yep we have maggie sawyer on earth 38 oh good point batwoman is kate kane and kate kane and maggie sawyer are traditionally a couple mm-hmm. uh, in in the comics. So I would love to see Kate Kane get together with Maggie Sawyer. Now I know I know that that's going to be upsetting for a lot of folks who want you know if if Maggie's coming back they want her to get back together with Alex. But you know this is a this is a comic book you know classic couple at this point. It's been several years now that they've been an item. I don't um, know if they're an item right now. I don't think they are now. I don't think they are now. But it's mm. been a, it's been around for a long time. That that yep. that was around. That was the case for a while, and it's sort of a in the culture thing that people know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind, you know, it gets almost like Green Arrow and Black Canary. Like, are they together right now? Not necessarily, but you know that they're at some point. You know, they've been an item. Yes. Um. So I, I um, I'm very, I'm very interested in in that. So that's why I hope she's her 38 for for that reason and for all the reasons you said the bat super crossovers and everything else. Um. So I, I would love that. Yeah. Either way, uh, I'm I'm excited, and they're developing. They're already developing her as a show. Her own the show. way that they the way that they did for the Flash. They introduced him on the very first. 
technically crossover, you know, uh, in yeah, some true. in some form. Barry Allen guest starred before he was the Flash for two episodes, and then he got his powers at the end. And so, but we're going to see a fully formed Batwoman already. She's not going to become Batwoman. So I'm I'm super excited. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So the the, the annual crossover event will be sort of a backdoor pilot for a, a Batwoman show. Yeah, and I'm um, pumped about uh, it. On a side note, you had mentioned Alex. Alex got a new haircut. Did you she see? She did. Yeah, she looks good. I like she it. Looks great. She looks great. Yeah, it's a good haircut. Mm-hmm. We didn't see much of her, but 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 we saw it look great. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Cool. Well, I think that about does it, Frank. I think so. I think that's all the news that's fit to print for today. Of course, uh, keep following us all summer long for uh, summer coverage. Like Tim mentioned, we're going to be reviewing some of the source material for this upcoming season uh, of Supergirl. You can reach us uh, and give us your thoughts, your predictions, your uh, your observations about the trailer and all the casting news, uh, email us at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. We want to do a mailbag episode before the summer is out, so please, please send us your thoughts, your your speculation, and everything else. Tweet us at TV Supergirl. Find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. We are on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Overcast. We're everywhere you can find good podcasts. We are there. Please rate and review us on, on Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, or, or leave us a star on Overcast or whatever whatever app you use. You know, Leave us a rating or a review uh, and, and help get the word out there. Tell your friends. Do all, all the fun stuff. Uh, I think those are the main things. Thoughtbubbleaudio.com is where you'll find this show and and Beer with Geeks and Hate Watch with us and Academy Rewind uh, and a whole host of other shows that are, are quickly becoming too many to number. And we're just we're as we're recording this, we are one month away from Stark Expo Live, which is where I will be during Dragon Con uh, in Atlanta. If you're going to be at, at Dragon Con, please come on down, say hi. StarkExpoLive.eventbrite.com. It's a night of live podcasting for charity. We would love to see you there. Support a good cause and come have a good time with some some cool podcasters, some geeks who like to like to hang out together. That's it. Well, that was a great that was a great run, Frank. I'll hit the record button now. Oh, thank you, thank you. I would kill you. I would I murder you in the face. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Up, up, and away.